What's cracking, everybody? Welcome to episode one of Keeping It Nerdy with your boy, the one and only P90, and my wonderful co-host, Rob G. What's going on, everybody? Man, what you been up to, man? Uh, not much, you know, keeping up. Just been slacking on the comic books and, and the ner- uh, the news, but, you know, us, we always trying to do something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, man. I mean, as you've seen earlier, I got, like, 10 flash comic book I'm behind in haven't read anything from Heroes in Crisis I mean you can see right behind me I still got about 100 comics to read myself so. yeah that that part's ridiculous but then again you've started getting more comics than I have which is kind of nuts yeah no, I definitely caught up on that <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the first on the agenda what are we talking about um, what are we nerding out on we're about to hit up this little Google Stadia streaming service that they got going on here kind of nuts but uh yeah so i don't really know much about it so feel free to tell me all right so technically google's hopping into the the game world by doing a cloud-based streaming service that will be available for anyone using any type of google chrome or chromecast and stuff like that so let's put it like this for example you have halo halo is in the home of google servers right now and Google has this game shot out to every link referring to it on the internet. And you can seamlessly find this game. Say you're watching a streamer play it, your favorite streamer. And then at the end of the stream, there will be a button that says, play this game. You click it and your game immediately starts. They promise no downloading, no lagging, immediate starts to these games. And it's going to be available right at your fingertips. And you can play on any type of computer because it doesn't require your computer to be strong or your TV or anything. All the work's going to be put down on Google. And the game is just pure stream. It's kind of like watching Netflix, how you don't need any specific thing to watch it. Just a device. So are they going to create its own games or you're going to be able to use like Xbox games and PlayStation or like those games that aren't like necessarily exclusives? So yeah, got it. So it's gonna be like uh, kind of what Redbox. Yeah, it's kind of gonna be like a Redbox yeah, thing. Yeah, so it's what. Um, word. Like right now, they have Assassin's Creed definitely gonna be on there. Doom Inferno is definitely gonna be on there, um, and they have some other stuff. They said that they're gonna make an exclusive studio as well, so they can do exclusive games. Um, but most likely, any third party title, they're trying to get that on there, and their own exclusives. I mean, it all sounds nice and pretty. They're like, yeah, we're going to be able to make anything stream up in 4K, 60 frames per second. Yeah, but we all know what it's like when um, when a new gaming service or console comes out and they promise us all this stuff. And exactly. It's never exactly what it even remotely, like a, it's, it's like a fourth or a quarter, as it, you know, normal people say. It's a quarter of what they actually promise us. Yeah, exactly. And like... um. I get it. Google, very expensive company. They have all this technology, and they said that they ran public trials with certain people. But here's one of the things. A lot of the people that they did trials with, they're big YouTube streamers or Twitch streamers. Here's the thing about them. Uh, I once talked to a cable guy, and he said people whose houses that he go to that do streaming, they all have the nicest internet. They all pay for the most expensive package that Optimum has. They use the most expensive cables some of them have fiber optic and stuff like that so it's like the people that they put in their test are people who most likely already have great connection like even if you gave them the shittiest computer 
they still have the nastiest connection back at home. So how can you really tell me that no matter what, I'm going to be able to stream this game if I can't really believe your advertisement? And on top of that, it's like, why would I want to stream a game? I get yeah, it. Stre streaming games, I feel like, especially at that level, like, I mean, you see how long it takes the Xbox to, and PlayStation to download games. And I'm assuming when you're streaming a game, like, it's not going to be as fluid That's as, what they're like, promising. downloading a game to a console. They're like, hey, we're going to be able to stream and you don't have to worry about anything. They said Except your internet connection. <laughs> yeah, so they say. They say you'll probably be able to play with a good internet connection too, but I honestly can't believe it. Nah, I can't believe that considering how sometimes, like, you know, even YouTube lags. Um, even when you play, like, uh, Xbox, I can I can only speak for Xbox because I don't have a PlayStation, but, like, um, when you play multiplayer online, like, people still lag, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. Their answer to that was something around the lines of, um, you're only as strong systems, the connection's only as strong as the weakest connection, so that person becomes host so everybody can play on their speed type of thing, but with them, everything's gonna go off of Google's connection, but even then, it's still a matter of, all right, Google, you may have the nasty connection that we're playing off of, but I may still lag out of a match. Who knows? My home internet, you guys have no control over that. But at the same time, it's still going to piss me off. I'm going to be like, why the hell did I lag out? You guys made this promise without being specific on what you guys can and cannot control. But yet I lagged out of a match. Yeah. Yet this guy's gl gliding over the freaking screen to the other side of the room. I mean... Again, it's dope. It's cool. So, going off the game consoles, and speaking of games, there's a few game um, announcements that have been coming out recently regarding E3 and those other uh, game conventions. My personal favorite that I'm the most excited about, Borderlands 3. We all know, any, anyone who knows me and, and about my gaming knows that I've been waiting for Borderlands 3 to come out uh, ever since, well, realistically Borderlands 2, Borderlands, I was happy with Borderlands pre-sequel, but that that wasn't a real Borderlands game for me, I don't know about you, but um, I like Borderlands, I just for some reason, the fact of me being on the moon just kind of bothered me um, I like that they tried to add something to it though, and add like the, you needed oxygen which makes sense, you're on the moon, we're still humans, but that was yeah, the only that, aspect that actually, that, that part kind of annoyed me because um, not only ha you have to deal with your health, but like your oxygen. So it's like if you're looking for something or um, if your vehicle broke down and you had to like find oxygen, you have to like go like it, it's kind of annoying. Just like the um, the, uh, the, met the Metro games. Yeah, when you're with the, the oxygen, like, dude, like it's a great game, but that I like I'm OK with like having low like supplies and you can't just like close your eyes and shoot and waste all your ammo. But Dude, like, I just, I just hate always having to find, like, the oxygen or, like, you have to run inside to, like, save up your breath or whatever. But, yeah, um, Gear, Gearbox released uh, a official photo. I'm praying it's actual, they're, they're going to release some actual news about Gears of, um, Gears of War. Borderlands. Um, Borderlands 3. Um, one being the release date. You know, I don't, I don't, I would love a trailer and a story detail but i'm i'm perfectly okay with it with a release date that'd be funny if they go to this 
convention and the only thing they tell you is yeah borderlands 3 <laughs> three worked on <laughs> that's it and not a single thing else we can confirm like, borderlands 3 is a thing and it won't be coming out this it. year <laughs> and that's all that'd be nuts because that's kind of what they did already when they told they showed us like a little picture of a borderlands looking character yeah. and they were just like well we know there's a game yeah, we, That's know, all we, know. We, we know they're coming out with some Borderlands game. Everyone knows it's going to be Borderlands 3 because uh, I think a year or two ago at E3, they kind of um, previewed like their um, what are their, their, their uh, software, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, the engines that they yeah, the engines use. Yeah, the engines and all that. Yeah, showing like the new graphic details and like how it's more detailed and whatnot. So we know they're doing something, but what we all praise Borderlands 3. I mean, off of that Borderlands 3 picture, they also posted a thing with uh, Ishii from Bulletstorm and Duke from Duke Nukem, which not many people enjoyed. But the Bulletstorm thing, that, that got me a little hype because yeah, I we're love both, it. We're both big fans of Bulletstorm. It's, um, it's freaking Gears of War Borderlands with a bunch of F-words. Like, I can shoot someone in the nuts and get points for it. Come on now. It's, it's kind of dope. I can leash someone's head off. So. Yeah. I, I like how that game, and it's also like an arcade. They didn't take themselves too serious, and like, with the with all the uh, different killing points, and mm-hmm. how, I like that. Yeah, that was a good thing about it. But they, the real question is, is it going to be two separate games, or is it going to be some weird alternate universe thing where it's Duke Nukem and Ishii in one game? You know, off that, I was actually thinking... What if this isn't Borderlands 3? What if this isn't Bulletstorm? What if this isn't Duke Nukem? What if it's three of these games and they really didn't know what to do with anything, but they wanted to bring them back? And for some reason, somehow, no, they did anything, some dumb shit like I, that. Definitely Borderlands its own entity. I would hope so. Oh, yeah. No, but I'm not going to put it, it past it them. Because it's the art and everything is completely different from Borderlands and then um, Bulletstorm and Duke. I haven't played Duke. I mean, I've saw some gameplay and like I've talked to you about it, but it just seems like such a dumb game. Um, I couldn't get into it. I yeah, it from GameStop. I, I, I'm pretty sure I watched you play it one time or at Game, GameStop or something, and it was just god awful. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did some collab between Bulletstorm and Duke Nukem. Maybe they want to sell Duke Nukem, and the only way to make Duke Nukem, Nukem a good game is putting it in Bulletstorm. Yeah, so, but I, mean, I, I, can see I do that. hope it's two different things as well, because Bulletstorm was such a good game. Yeah, on its own. That thing was dope. I mean, I never beat the last mission, so I don't know how it ends. I don't know where it could... What, Bulletstorm? Yeah. You want me to ruin it for you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, Ishii, from what I remember, um, they try to kill the general, mm-hmm. but I don't think they successfully do it. That dude's an asshole. And then, um, and like Ishii like sacrifices himself or something like that, mm-hmm. or he just dies, but then like they like cuts to black, and then you hear the voice of the general be like, "Oh, son of a bitch! Like, we got him." Um, and they're, and they're trying to like revive Ishii, or they're trying to take Ishii's tech, and like, uh, morph it with the general or something like that. Hmm. So at the end of the day, like. The general's alive, and uh, Ishii was alive. Alright, so then that picture could definitely be true about a upcoming... What time did... What, like, um, timeline does Duke Nukem take? Is it, like, present day, or is it, like, in the future? I believe Duke was also in the future. 
I don't, I be don't believe at all that it was present day thing. So it is possible that they could make the worlds collide. Hmm. Or maybe he's just doing a cameo, and it, it is like a Bulletstorm sequel, but like Duke is like doing some cameo or something. That's possible, or maybe that was their way of killing two birds with one stone, saying, yeah, these two might be also announced in separate games. We're just going to put them in the same picture. I mean, you don't know what Gearbox, they're the same people who made Handsome Jack. And Handsome Jack's a dick, so I would assume that uh, Gearbox yeah, employs Yeah, they're really good at making dick characters, aren't they? Yeah, Jenna was a dick. Um... Handsome Jack was a dick. I mean, he killed my favorite character, Bloodwing, the bird, oh, in the yeah. first one. That's why I stopped playing the first game. <laughs> like, it, it genuinely pissed me off. I was like, yo, how would you kill such a beautiful bird? I hate animals, but, like, this bird was really cool. You enlarged him, and then you blew his head up when we refused to kill it ourselves. What is wrong with you? Oh, yeah, spoiler tag. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, you guys better have beaten Borderlands 1. Otherwise... I don't know what the fuck to tell you. And Bulletstorm. <laughs> Facts, they're a hella old. Um, I forgot to mention on that streaming thing, rumor has it that Walmart wants to join on streaming, and I just don't. I, I would not take that serious at all. I mean, I don't want to take it serious, but if Walmart hopped in it, I don't see what they have to offer. Now, how would that work, though, with Walmart? Maybe you mentioned it during... Um... Have the, the Google one, but like, would we still be paying per game, or is it like Netflix where we're paying a monthly subscription? Actually, I forgot to mention that Google didn't announce a price. The Walmart things are just rumors, but there has been sources that said that are close to Walmart that said, yeah, we know that they're talking to game publishers, and the way that the talks seem, you would think that they're trying to start their own streaming platform, which I don't. Do you get. buy electronic games through um, Walmart? Like, um, like, digital versions? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You but can, get can you buy it on their website and then install it straight to your... No, they would email you codes and stuff uh -huh. like that. So maybe that's what they're talking streaming-wise. Like, maybe you can purchase uh, a game through their website and it, like, automatically registers with your, like, Xbox or your game console. I mean, if that was that, that'd be better than them legit trying to go streaming because another thing about this streaming thing is... You know, some I understand like Walmart wants to be like companies want to get involved in other pockets like Amazon, you know. Mm. Amazon's slowly taking over the world. Jesus. But um, I don't think Walmart. Walmart should just stay in like the retail section. Of like food, clothes, and products, stuff like that. And I just, don't think just they would survive on, in gaming. Yeah. There are certain companies that don't need to touch certain things and gaming is the one place walmart definitely doesn't need to touch yeah. i would say the same thing for google mainly because the ceo Google makes more sense because google is an online presence i get that but when the ceo came out on his speech and the first thing he said was i'm not a big gamer i only play fifa and cricket he actually said that yes yeah uh, you should not be opening with hey i'm not a gamer but here's a game gaming system yeah like <laughs> Sure, you hired all these people, but you're the CEO, and you make it sound like you came up with this idea, but you're not a gamer. Now I feel like you're just trying to get money out of people. It's like rappers who don't like rapping. Like, what's wrong with you guys? Why are you here? Um, but yeah, he said that, and I was like, all right, I'm not watching this right now. And I saved the interview, the presentation for the next day, because it's like, that really just turned me off. And I think it turned a lot of people in the crowd off, too, because I promise you, I'm not exaggerating, but... Only a quarter of the crowd 
clapped for most of the things that were being announced there. Because, again, a lot of it just sounded really pretty, but very unlogical. Like, uh, how he was talking about streaming 4K to anyone's device, no matter how the device looks. That doesn't sound possible. Like, you're really, you're going to have to give me this game. I'm going to have to spend 24 hours for seven days on it and literally hold you to that. Because for you to keep it at 4K streaming 100% of the time, I doubt it's going to ha- I mean, I doubt that's going to happen. I promise you there's going to be a drop. What other services does uh, Google offer right now? I know they have, like, besides the Google Drive and, and like, business stuff, but... YouTube. They had, uh... They had those glasses. Those failed. <clears throat> the Google uh, Glass? Yeah. I think... Don't they have a phone? Out? Google Pixel? Oh, is it Google? Yeah. How was that as a phone? Is, are those sales going well for them, or...? It's going well enough to the point where they've made two phones, I believe. Um, people use it, but it's so still not, not like, an Android. Got it. Um, and, I mean, another thing on top of that is... All right. Let me ask you this. Why do you enjoy gaming on a console? Do you have any reasons? Can you think of any reasons why you enjoy gaming on a console? Well, I'm very biased when it comes to consoles. Like, uh, you you play, you know, everything under the under the moon, and I just stick with my Xbox solely based on Achievement Hunter. And I can't... I respect other consoles, and I respect other games on other consoles, and I'd love to play... A lot of PlayStation 4 games or PlayStation games, but I can't personally buy another console that's not an Xbox and spend and devote time on that game because I have it's I don't get any achievements. <laughs> like I know y'all have trophies and I can still like trophy build, but nah, it's it's I, I've gone so far and built so much on, on my Xbox I just I can't justify it. But I don't know, it's it's not yeah, it's just it's the physical having everything in one place and ah streaming because i know oh, also i do kind of hate how now like games kind of require an online connection mm-hmm. and like my for some reason my xbox will just crap out and won't connect to the the wi-fi and you know back in the day that wouldn't matter you just still plug in the disc and you can still play like the campaign mode but like need for speed and you need and you need to connect to the e, uh, ea yeah, servers the new one does too i haven't tried playing it offline yeah yeah jesus so it's just like that that's why i don't like EA. that wouldn't be able to work and certain games not all the games but certain games wouldn't work and that's just like annoying so that's why i like physical discs con like console games that don't require internet service and before uh that was a good segue into two things one that's exactly why I don't like Google's idea. I will probably get, I'm not going to lie, because I get everything, and I like to review it and talk trash or hype it up, but I'm not going to make this my main source of entertainment. It will literally be anything that looks good that's exclusive, because why the hell, unless you're going to give me every game for like $5, $10, and I'm doing a small fee of a streaming charge, um, yeah, that's true. How much would you pay a monthly subscription to have, like, uh, essentially, like, the Xbox Game Pass, but with way more updated games and more mainstream games? 
like all the blockbuster games across that aren't you know xbox or playstation exclusives well actually here's the issue i probably wouldn't i'm already paying for xbox live i already have to pay for my games and judging from the way their presentation came out you buy the games so how much is the console going to cost is it going to be a monthly charge is it going to be me just buying the controller in an account like there's act now that i'm thinking about it there's a lot of things wrong with this google streaming thing because essentially it's a console without the physical console so all right it's essentially like a like a roku box or like a yeah exactly a google chrome stick all you're doing you're buying this device but you still have to pay for everything on there yeah and at that point, it's just like on top of the the uh, microtransactions and yeah, games. like I may as well just stay love. on my console. <laughs> I don't give a crap how strong this is because here's the thing, I'm relying on your cloud, and just because you're Google, you think you're God, and you're like, yeah, we'll never crash. We're always gonna have backups. We're good for you. Cool. I know this sounds mad crazy, but it's mad serious to me. What happens when a Y2K situation happens? Internet's down. And stand the world, and I swear to like, I seriously want to get my last game on. I can't. You have no internet access. At least with my Xbox One, I may only be able to pay seventy five percent of the library because some people do require internet connection. But there are still games I can pop on. I can't do that with your streaming platform because you're forcing me to need an internet connection for games that don't even need an internet connection, non multiplayer games, because I have the stream from you. That becomes my issue and then i'm paying for that and then what happens when google does crash what happens when someone's uh, smart enough to hack google to the point where no one can access their games i'm paying for your streaming to, uh service i paid for a hundred games that i can't even play because i, I can't have Google's a stream to me hacked like that though i know but i'm i'm just saying these are things you got to think about like because it's all it's always possible even if no one has done it like yeah, I mean, there's just things that that's crazy. If someone can hack the Pentagon, someone can really hack Google if they wanted to. That's true. And the Pentagon literally buffs up every single time they get hacked. So I'm just saying, there's just things with streaming. I like to own my stuff, so yeah. that's that's my biggest issue. Um, other than that, there's I'm kind of I'm very very used to. I've been playing games since I was a baby, so I'm used to buying new systems. Like the whole upgrade thing doesn't bother me. But what what would you? Do if or would you be more for it to play devil's advocate um if google's like yo here's all the games we're gonna keep updating the the game list like you know every month or two it's gonna be all major blockbuster games that aren't exclusives um and you know it's 30 bucks a month no honestly um, not even my hate aside for the idea of streaming and everything. It's one, I'm for the creators and this just feels like a very big killer to creators such as Sony, Nintendo, Xbox, whether they say they're not in that war or not. Um, there are a lot of lazy people out there who would love to just do the streaming thing, but I appreciate all the work that these people put in to make these consoles for us every five to ten years so that we can play games and instead of just rushing into greatness we're kind of growing with it with the times google was talking about how soon they'll be able to do 8k uh streaming with no issue and when they said that i'm just like 
you guys are looking a little too much to the future. Like, you guys are just jumping ahead to the point where it's like, oh my god, everything that they're saying right now, who needs a console anymore? I can just stream all my games now. And another thing is, like you said, with the achievements, I've been an Xbox player since the original, so when they finally added achievements with the 360, I've been building so much stuff up, nothing could really make me go to another platform this whole streaming thing no matter how convenient it becomes i don't really need it plus xbox is going to do x cloud so it's like as an xbox player why do i need stadia yeah i think now also like playstation and xbox have uh even like the past five years but especially now um it's either you're a playstation fan or an xbox fan and yeah there's like you know, you know the nintendo switch um and other cons actually there's really not that many consoles right besides no one plays the wii anymore because mm. is the wii still a thing no nintendo scrapped that a couple years back so they finally it's literally it. xbox playstation switch uh is anything else no right now besides it's pc pc no. we know pc if you're a pc gamer you're you're forever will be a pc gamer yeah i'm pretty sure they're not gonna hop on that streaming thing because no. they can't mod all the freedom yeah. that pc gives them so yeah i mean realistically you have playstation and xbox and both playstation and xbox people play switch but not serious that's the stuff they play on the side when they're you know on the bus in the car waiting for someone like you know that's that's not a serious gamer thing so i i think Personally, I think that's going to be a flop just because, you know, everyone, it's it's not going to work well. I mean, look, even like when that Call of Duty comes out, the PlayStation servers go down, the, the Xbox servers are messed up, and those are, these are two consoles that have been in the game forever. They know what they're doing. Now, Google's going to come in with a streaming service. Yeah, exactly. And just when be the new it. Call of Duty comes out, it's not going to be, you know, problems left and right. So... For sure. And like, I mean, again, they gave some cool stuff. They were like, yeah, we're going to let you be able to see the people you're playing with. Say me, you are playing Call of Duty with like three other people, right? I can see what you guys are looking at in the top screen. And I could, um, and I could, um, like see what's on your screen, right? And I could yeah. just be like, hey, Rob, uh, you didn't notice that there's a person to the left of you or whatever while I'm playing my shooting game as well uh, with you guys. I'm like, all oh, this sounds cool, but it's like, I promise you, there's going to be an issue. You cannot give me this promise right now. Pause. Just, I, cause this just popped into my head, like quick throwback Thursday and the ironic part that it's actually Thursday <laughs> and we're talking about gaming and Xbox and how the, the Google service is kind of like the, you know, the Netflix of the, the gaming, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But you remember when Netflix on the 360 we could both watch a movie, like a party oh, movie, that's, the and our Netflix avatars, parties? yeah, and, and it would be like, our avatars would be like in the first row of a movie theater, and uh, the, the movie screen would actually shrink, and it would be like inside a movie theater Yeah, screen. that thing was dope. Like, yeah, that's, that even kind of just threw me back right now. I don't know why that popped into my head, but it did, and like, I... Even though it didn't like show the whole full screen, it was cool that way. Like, yeah. I, it was the only way you, you could really stream. TV, like, it, it didn't bother it didn't matter, you, but... Yeah. Like, you were rocking a 30-inch TV, then it was annoying, but other than that... <laughs> I know, I remember um, the, the box TVs that we used to have um, when we were younger. Uh, I used to 
play Call of Duty matches with my boy Rel. And then at the end of the night, we would all hop on Netflix because we all had Netflix and we would party up and just watch a shitty movie for the rest of the night. Although the worst part was like when when er, when you got a party of like four or five people and you're like you're saying like you watch a shitty movie and you're all ripping at it like that's cool. But when you like with four or five people and you're trying to actually watch a movie together and one dude just won't shut the fuck up and you're like. Yo, my man, like, I'm actually trying to, I, I miss what he said, and it's, your it's a major plot point, now, now 10 minutes into the movie, they're like, yo, you remember Bill, and you're like, who the fuck Bill, because, <laughs> you know, Tommy was talking during the movie, and you missed it, so. Yeah, and like, I don't want to mute you, because we're supposed to be enjoying this together, yeah. with minimal conversation, but no, I mean, I think, I really wish they would bring it back, uh. From what I heard in an article not too long ago, it was more of a Netflix thing than an Xbox thing, but I, I, I swear, so many people want it back so much that I think that Xbox should try and hit back Netflix and be like, yo, let's get it popping, y'all. You know how many people want this? Like, Because think about it. If that's an easy way to stream with my friends, more people will watch. Because it's like, hey, bro, what you doing? Nothing, I'm at the house and bored as hell. Hey, hop on Xbox since you have nothing to do, and now I can finally get you to watch Umbrella Academy. Oh, cool, whatever. Like, yo, you know, like episodes like The Office are gonna be rewatched a hundred times more because of that. How yeah, everyone seriously. loves The Office, and everyone's gonna watch it together. And I don't think Netflix sees the the value in it. Maybe it didn't work out too much at the time, but it was also when I don't Netflix know how was much newish. That, that... Oh, excuse me. I don't know how much that is on uh, Netflix part and then on Xbox part. Because, like, I think that's an in... Here's a question. Is that an in-app feature on Netflix's side or an in-app feature on the Xbox console side? It's it's kind of... It's literally a half-and-half half thing. Because only thing Xbox handles is the animations of putting the characters in there netflix actually the rest comes from netflix as of setting up the server for all of us to actually be watching at the same pace and stuff like that um but i mean i would blame both i do still blame both of them but if it wasn't for the article that i said where i mean i I read a while back where they said it was kind of netflix like disbanded the support for it randomly throughout the thing of it and that's why i got updated out of it um well i think also xbox was transitioning out of the old uh, avatars and whatnot so that was another yeah that is a possibility too but i mean again so many people want it back now i think xbox would be happy to do it you've seen that they've been catering to fans so much that's one good thing i love about xbox too is that um they're pretty active on the on with the fans and like they actually read those tweets and those emails and whatnot so yeah it's really useful like, like you always see like on e3 they come out and like we've heard your concerns and here we are and they really give something like it may not be your specific concern yeah. but i bet if you go and look at everything people have been saying Absolutely. it's something someone really wanted yeah and that's better than no one getting what they wanted like exclusives everyone's been talking crap about them for exclusives and xbox has heard us for a while I think they were just really trying to figure out a way to give us the best stuff, and that's probably why they were just more... Everyone thinks, oh, hey, they're a rich company. They can do it, but it actually takes a lot more because you have to have the money to distribute all these games and then pay all the people who made these games, and these people get paid a lot of money, 
And it will become a loss if they prepay these people to make these games and then these games fail. So I think Xbox has been doing a lot of planning because they care about us. And that's why they're making all these moves now. And they're like, yeah, now we'll tell you what studios we have. Now we'll tell you we're working on a bunch of exclusives for you guys because we know that you wanted them. And it's just their nice way of saying, we didn't want to screw up because we love you guys. I mean, if you look at the Xbox One, yeah, things have changed since it first came out that some people do and don't like. But a lot of it has been changed to make it easier for us or because of our feedback. So, like... Xbox is great. Obviously, like we, we all have our personal favorites when it comes to like certain features, but I, whenever Xbox does update, um, I think I don't know if it was you or I that when they when Xbox One did uh, the redesign of the homepage, mm-hmm. where it looks like a tablet, how it is now. Yeah, I don't know if you hated it first and then I loved it, or vice versa. But, I mean, we both like it now because, obviously, yeah. we're accustomed to it and, and now, we got I, used to it. But I think at first, one of us definitely had a problem with it. I know I had an issue with it looking like a tablet because that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was just like, why does this look like the Windows tablet? Because like, <laughs> it, it's Microsoft. <laughs> it was honestly, to me, I can't really remember what the old thing looked like, but it was a lot better, in my opinion, because I feel like they hit achievements, in my opinion. And that's the one thing that I truly love about the Xbox is achievements used to be the front page of something. You can go to a tab and it's all achievements and it was an easy to get to tab and it's right there. Your gamer score is showing off and everything. But now achievements is there, but it takes a little bit more work to get there. So yeah. it's like, I love it the is Xbox, kind of because there's no, give my achievements. There's no like front page for it. Like you got to press the home screen and it like, it's like a tab on the, on a, on a side tab thing. And then even so, then. You still got to go to one more thing yeah, to view all your yeah. achievements. And then even though it's tiny, they took out badges. I felt good about 100%ing a game. Yeah, that like, was... It was a small lift thing that they had. But I have two badges on X... I have one badge on Xbox 360. Would have been two if they didn't stop supporting it on the Xbox One. I feel like they'll bring that back, though. I feel like they'll bring back, like, kind of... Um, or maybe they did... Did they have at one point where um, they would kind of give you... Like, oh, it was, it was like avatar rewards. Yeah. So if you hit like a certain achievement in a certain game, like you would have an avatar reward or Sometimes like a badge they do or something that. like um, that. I think Forza gave a couple of advertised yeah. awards, advertise, uh, avatar awards. Other than that, um, not too many things have it anymore. But I feel like, I think they do, I really do feel like Xbox is doing a lot of stuff behind the hood. And I think achievements is one of them. I just feel like it's another thing where they're like, we're going to kind of hold off until the next system since it's so soon. And we kind of just want to bust out the gate with greatness. Because um, both of these systems, that PlayStation and the Xbox, they both started off sounding great. But they came out with a lot of things that needed to be changed throughout the years. As almost anything that comes out. Even cars are like that. But um, these were drastic things in my opinion such as the achievements, such as how the systems work. So I feel like Xbox is taking all of that, and it's like, only because new systems are coming so soon, in the next two years, per se, we're not going to give you everything, but we're going to make sure that the next thing you buy meets everything that we had fixed in the previous life. Talking about new systems and E3, how do you feel about uh, Xbox saying that they're going to go disc- discless? Uh... 
and we're very, as you can tell, we're very biased towards uh, Xbox. Oh, for sure. Uh, I may own a PlayStation. Towards, one. towards, you, you'll find out we're biased towards many other things, but we do have our opinions on both, and we respect uh, our other party sides, whether we both favor DC over Marvel, but we both enjoy Marvel things, whether it be comics or the movies, and, you know, we respect them. It's not, we don't shit on them. For sure. Uh, and we'll definitely favor Xbox over PlayStation, but Lamont has uh, both. Xbox and PlayStations, and like I said earlier, we, we both, you know, I, I respect the other side, and they do have great games, so, but yeah, we're, uh, so, Xbox going discless, uh, discless, so, discless, they, they're not dissing anybody anymore, no. <laughs> um, not, see, luckily, it's just the Xbox One, and it's not the full-on next system, which made me happy, once I read the full article and found that out, but, um, Honestly, I hope this fails. And I, that sounds really weird coming from a big Xbox fan who wants them to do great. But I hope this fails because, again, I don't like not owning my video games. I like my hard covers because unless they're going to tell me... I mean, there's almost nothing you can really do to convince me. <laughs> but unless they tell me, no matter what, if this goes good... No matter what, in the future, if we make another discless console, you can always play your games. You don't need to be a home Xbox. You don't need this. You don't need that. Yes, I'll kind of screw them over with ownage of games, but like, I, I don't want to have to go through a bunch of regulations to try and own a game that I got digitally. Like, I paid $60 for this. Let me play it whenever the hell I want. Um, that's my biggest reason of anything discless. So I do hope it fails. I'm on I'm on the same side with you that I I would hate to have an entire library that is discless. Um, especially like if you were to get that. All right, so like, well, maybe this is also my lack of knowledge of of the full article. But um, if I were to get that console mm-hmm. and to replace my current console that has a disc slot disc slot um what do i do with my old you know my games that are are disc do i now have to go to gamestop and trade them in for an eighth of what they're worth and then buy them rebuy at a full value of uh the the digital you know see that's that's another thing digital games don't really decrease in value yeah they have great sales every now and then but you're still paying $60 90% of the time. You go go online right now and look for Master Chief uh, Collection. I promise you it's still above 40 bucks. But, uh, yeah, no, see, that's a, that's a good question. I mean... I think we also have this kind of uh, feeling towards going dis- discless because I, I genuinely hate that fucking word. <laughs> um, uh, just because we kind of were in the last uh wave of the generation gaming generation where you go to gamestop you trade in your games you buy used games you you know we would hang out at gamestop and before it was this kind of multi-purpose phone gaming clothing store when it was Mm. just games maybe a few statues it wasn't a pop store it was it had a few action figures here and there and a few you know like um merch but otherwise it was a real gaming store um i definitely that definitely plays a part in it i mean um again like i said about me growing up at xbox a lot of the people our age 
grew up without the seamless uh pure digital technology like yeah we had ringtones and stuff but that didn't make us think how people are thinking now with we'll never need another cd and stuff like that so um i i definitely i do think that played a big part in it i mean again we used to go to gamestop trade in our games so when, when gamestop had those deals like trade in towards this game get 30 percent extra you know stuff like that actually they started doing something cool too where it's like uh if you purchase games or if you buy uh trade in games they'll give you dollars back sometimes like i just got a bunch of five dollar coupons for picking up brand new games oh word. okay so, yeah i like that that's that's pretty cool and like and another thing is there's value to these games whether people hate gamestop or not you're still getting something back bet go ahead go digital guess what yeah. You sell your system, no one can play well, those games. Yeah. So I rather you can't even I rather them. buy a brand new game for sixty bucks, and then go back two days later and get it back for twenty four dollars, and instead of buying it digitally, absolutely hating the game and not having anything to do with it, I rather get some money back than nothing back. Exactly, especially since. Yeah, of course, you can get refunds on digital, but it's hard now. You have to not have any achievements in most of those games. You have to yell on the phone for 12 hours or use your white voice if you're a black man. Just be like, <laughs> hey, um, I didn't like this game. Do you mind if I get a refund? Is, is, that, is that your white voice? <laughs> That's my white oh, voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get all calm, and then I just try and, try and execute all the, exercise all the black out of it for a bit. <laughs> enunciate every letter <laughs> every letter but no nah, seriously um that's another reason why i always love disc there's value in it even if it's the smallest amount it i literally rather get money back for something instead of hating it than being forced to keep it in my library and never touching it i'm like you may go on my xbox now and see digital games but i promise you every digital game i bought unless it was call of duty or um forza it was all on sale and under $10 because I don't want to own a digital game for 60 bucks. That's nuts. Well, I think we talked uh, a lot about gaming. Uh, let's kind of transition to uh, movies. Yeah, TV shows and movies. Yeah, we got some good stuff on that. Yeah, we got, we got plenty to say for that. Um... So going back to kind of our comic book stuff, DC and Marvel, um, what do you think about Disney Plus and, and streaming? All we've been talking about is comics and streaming services, so we might as well keep the trend going. All right, with, uh, actually, Disney uh, Plus. First off, I want to say Disney Plus is stupid for me, for me personally. Um, Disney's great and all. But none of their mature content is going to be on there, which is what I'm attracted to. And I say that because Daredevil and Punisher and all the stuff that was on Netflix that people thought were going to get picked up by Disney Plus. No, they're back in the garbage can and Marvel does uh, Marvel Disney doesn't really plan on adding them or rebooting them under their service. So, like, I'm not a big fan of Disney Plus, man. It's like which sucks because like. Um... Anyone who knows me knows that I, the reason I kind of stay more towards um, DC is because it's darker and gritty. I understand some of the Marvel comics are dark and gritty, 
but the way that Marvel as a whole is painted uh, from the movies and all that is that it's like that light tone, like to crack jokes, like Captain Marvel. Like, uh, it was a good movie, but like, it for me, it was more of like a comedy action movie that happened to be sci-fi. It's a female Thor, man. Then, then, not even that, you know, at least like, you know, like, Thor Ragnarok got a pass because it was still like, very comic book heavy, but it was just funny. Still haven't seen that movie. Which again, you can't really say much because you haven't seen it. But like for me, like Hate Thor, for me this was like Captain Marvel or or Marvel, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, was just like a comedy action sci fi movie more than a comic book movie. But like I said, yeah, to to kind of go back to to the Marvel and. Uh, Disney Plus that you were saying like with Netflix and those Marvel TV shows like you know I loved Daredevil I absolutely loved Punisher just for like you know the dark and grittiness um I wasn't the biggest fan of Jessica Jones but I did like it I love Jessica Jones you know it was good it was dark I love how twisted the kill um uh, the main Kilgrave. Kilgrave, yeah, that's I want to say Killmonger. I know that was wrong. <laughs> um, but Kilgrave. Black Panther. Man. I I love how Kilgrave, like how twisted that human being was, um, and yeah, it sucks. Cause we we all know that Disney Plus isn't gonna go that route, especially with uh, what they got like a Loki show coming. In. Um, they have a few like spinoffs. Yeah, they're doing. Um, one thing that I might be interested in is the Disney villains. And that's only because I love the Disney villains. They're like the most kiddish version of really fucked up villains. Like Maleficent. She got pissed off because she wasn't invited to a party. And now she's just like, alright, screw everybody. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. Poison, poison. <laughs> so it's like, I actually like her. And other than that, but like, I, other than that, I really don't see anything that they could do to attract me. Like, their spinoffs are like, eh. Cool. Maybe they'll do some Marvel-related stuff, but I think why do all, I care? The, the worst part is, the, the only reason they're doing that is because it's like, it's... It's a popularity thing. They're kind of riding the wave of just like, like the gaming thing we were talking about earlier. Like Tom Hiddleston, right? Like everyone loves him as uh, Loki, but then he dies in Endgame. You know, mm. does he come back? Or he dies in Infinity Wars, I should say. Does he come back in Endgame for the fucking twenty fifth time uh, <laughs> after faking his death? Who knows? Um, no, it's they, a reverse snap. And they then... <laughs> they say that. Um, that Loki, that TV series is going to be kind of like a prequel and um, it's going to be him throughout history doing his Loki things and pulling pranks and stuff like that, which, I mean, I'd love to see, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see a Loki TV show or TV series where like kind of how we were saying that we wish all these uh, comic book shows, whether it's the CW with the Arrow and the Flash or um, with Marvel, any future Marvel TV shows, we kind of wish that like every season was like a true uh comic book storyline or how every episode was like the uh, batman animated series where every episode was a complete different storyline and maybe you had a two-parter or there was kind of something in the background that would tie into a future episode but for the most part they were all pretty separated so that's why i love the idea of this loki series mm -hmm. um otherwise like I'm just, I think they're doing like a Hawkeye TV series, which again, on Marvel would, I mean, on, on Netflix would be great, you know, because I feel like they would make it like an assassin kind of. See, here's the thing. People, people are so either Marvel biased 
or they're just so programmed to the thing where it's like, yeah, everything that we've seen is PG-13 and great. But if you really, really sit, take the time and pay attention, everything that we've seen that's PG-13, it's mad cheesy and it's mad predictable. And it's like super family orientated. Like, I get it. Some of these stuff you want to watch your family. But 90% of the time, you let your kids watch almost porn, like, in a freaking movie theater. So why not just give these things the freedom of being an unrated show, an unfiltered show, like a daredevil and stuff like that? Because there are Marvel characters that are crazy. I think there has to be. No, absolutely. I think that's... Maybe they're not going to do it right off the bat, but I, I pray and I hope that Disney Plus will do something the reverse of what Netflix does, kind of. Where Netflix, you have your main Netflix account mm. with everything on it, but then they also have, like, Netflix Netflix Kids, Kids which is kind of like a separate tab you have to click on to. Yeah. Uh, unless, maybe because I don't watch Netflix Kids, that it's not automatically doesn't turn on to that. Mm. But I, I hope that eventually Disney Plus will realize, like, that that mar- uh, Netflix market of those uh, Daredevil and, and uh, Punisher and, like, all those different shows and create, like, a Disney Plus, like, adult. Adult yeah. sounds like, a, you know, they're going to be showing porn, but, like, a more mature content where maybe, like, as a parent or anyone, like, above 18 has to, like, um, you know, sign, log like, an extra login phase. Yeah. I would love that. Then I really wouldn't mind Disney Plus. But if, you know, because Disney Plus off the bat, what is it going to be? It's going to be all the Disney classic movies yeah. that are all for children, which, I mean, listen, me as a 23-year-old, I'm still going to be watching Tarzan or Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Like, I'm, we grew up with them. Yeah, like so if, if there's yeah, a streaming, still. I might watch these, but, like, um, uh, still at the end of the day, like, they're missing out on such a larger market that, you know, we, we spent the last 10 years of our lives watching the marvel movies you know mm-hmm. from from iron man to hulk and even the hulk before iron man when it was uh, eric banner yeah with the mutant dogs you know <laughs> like you know we, we grew up on all these kind of more mature comic book movies and now for disney to own marvel and just kind of like strip that from us it, it sucks that and um another thing is all right so they're going to stream all their classics, right? Their classics, almost all of them, have also been released on re-released DVD, Blu-ray stuff, right? And although not many people... There's probably still a huge market for DVDs because unlike CDs, they haven't died yet, like uh, music CDs. Um, but I'm pretty sure, because I know I go crazy on Black Friday, people own a lot of these on DVD already. And most of these come with digital codes. So... Um, like, why? Not why, but you need to come up with a way to appeal to people who might already own these digitally. Because, think about it. Say I own 30% of these things because I already had the DVD and they came with the code. Why would I pay for a streaming service when I already have either the DVD or the digital version already? Yeah, but you won't have the full library, you know? I understand that, but it's also like, Give me a little extra. They like give you se. extra. <laughs> the other things you don't have. <laughs> but I mean like Netflix, right? We can't, we probably can, but not for a while, own Punisher, Daredevil Season 1, 2, and all those other stuff. 
So hopefully they're going to give us other stuff, like the Loki st stuff, but hopefully they give other things that are more interesting or for a ma more mature audience. Because again, how how crazy is Loki going to get on a Disney Plus? It's going to, yeah, it's going to be super, it's like, it's going to be comedy based. So, you know, it's not, it's probably not going to be very action packed. It's going to be more kind of like a, a, like a comedy drama type deal. And imagine what they would do if they, for example, took some of their stuff, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think that's the only thing that they have on TV. What would happen if they took Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., dumped a little bit more money into it by putting on their streaming service, and upped it a little bit? Not saying that what's needs to be that mature, with but... Of Shield now? Because everyone's always talking about Marvel's TV shows. Like, what's going to happen with or the Marvel Netflix shows? What's going to happen with the Marvel shows that are on cable? Because I know it's like... Um, it's the Agents of Shield. I think Doken, Cloak, Cloak and Dagger, Cloak and Dagger is about is to come on, out. What on in on FX? No, the the what used to be ABC Family. What is that now? Uh, they they changed the name to some bullshit. Uh, I honestly don't know. I just remembered I haven't right, watched well, it TV. What used to be ABC years. Family? <laughs> um, and then I know. I know there's a like there has to be one or two other ones. Which we're not going to figure out right now, but we might. Inhuman or um. Inhumans failed after like the first episode. Legion, the one with uh. Oh yeah, Kim that, that is on FX. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like an X Men spinoff. Yeah, that. Um, um, but I think that ended. I don't know if that's going to keep going or not. But um, yeah, that's a good question. At least I've never heard anyone really talk about those films. I I mean I just know that, the one with the X Men spinoff. Someone said it was pretty good, but like it's not something I've seen on like twitter and stuff going crazy over but if they are still ongoing that is a good question what is going to happen to them we know that the netflix thing only happened because supposedly disney gave them a proposition for you guys can keep it but we're assuming it's they said something about either running ads or increased payment and netflix said no so netflix could have kept it so i, I guess that the, if if that's the truth that only became Netflix, and the TV channels are probably still going to keep those since Disney doesn't want to take the matureness. Although I think I read an article that Disney said that they're willing to still give their properties to Hulu. Which, Hulu might pick the up the cancels. The Runaways is that a Marvel? That's another one. Yeah. That yeah. Is there Marvel. we go. Um, yeah, but uh, so like I was saying, like uh, I think I read an article where it said that Marvel's still willing to give out properties. Uh, to other you know streaming services and whatnot, but I don't know the rules for that. But what I did read in that article was saying that um, if someone wanted to pick up, like if whoever cr uh, directed or so to speak created the Daredevil series on Netflix, mm -hmm. like if that entire crew wanted to continue with that, they would have to wait four years for like the licensing to uh, like end. And then they'd be able to be given permission to continue, like, as a reboot or something. That's disgusting. So even though, like, they were canceled, they they have to wait, like, another four years. So because it's contract, and if they break contract, yeah. they go into a suing battle. No one wants to do... Disney doesn't want to pay them out, because that's a lot of money for each one of those people that well, they Well, I mean, at the end out. of the day, they still own it, so it's not like, you know... Yeah, but, but it's just that it's a contract within Netflix, and only way... To accelerate that is by trying to buy out Netflix's half of the contract or Netflix breaking that contract, 
resorting in Disney probably most likely saying screw it, we don't want to sue you we're just trying to get this out of your pocket now um I mean that that sucks because I do love those shows and I would rather Disney just pick them up somehow or Netflix just be like fine we'll go into your rules but And speaking of Marvel, now that they got back X-Men and uh, Fantastic Four back. Yes. It's, uh, it's good news, right? That Always is. good news. I'm looking forward to see what type of greatness that we're going to be getting from that. Like, um, Are you excited for the third rendition of Fantastic Four? Oh, God. Because <laughs> you know it's going to happen. You think it's actually going to be good this time, just because Marvel got it back? I think so. Um, I think that they they finally figured out the kind of middle ground mm. of the... Listen, I personally didn't mind the first two original Fantastic Four films. I mean, were they, they were great? Bad, bad. No, but I don't think they're god-awful like people make it seem. I didn't even attempt to watch the uh, reboot because I knew that was going to be god-awful. Um, um, but I think, yeah, I think with the, they, they now know the middle ground. They know how to create, if, if it's actually going to be a Marvel film, I think they now know how to create origin movies. Um, you know, they've, they've done a few of them already, considering how they have, you know... Eight, eight different kind of storylines going on. Facts. But um, no, I like it's the question is it's like who who they're gonna cast cast and um, what what kind of direction they're gonna try to go with. Are they gonna involve Fantastic Four into the uh, MCU with like you know Spider Man oh. and all them? Because now, t- actually, I'm not aware of what this. What are they on Phase Four now? Phase four yeah. starts after Endgame. Because the only yes. thing, the only thing we, I know we have after. confirmed is a Black Panther sequel, a Captain S- Marvel, S- Spider Man sequel, and which it's where we have the trailer for, and um, what's it called uh, the the, uh, the the magic guy, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. There we go. That's his name. <laughs> I know we have a sequel for him. Otherwise, I'm not entirely sure what uh what's going on in Phase four, but. It's just like the the main thing that I um, kind of get annoyed when they keep adding more and more superheroes. Well, my biggest pet peeve is how seventy percent of the MCU superheroes come out of New York City. It's like how is there still crime in New York City when you have the Punisher, Daredevil? Luke Cage, Iron Man, The Avengers the Tower. Avengers, like, <laughs> so many superheroes are in New York City alone, and there's, like, dude, if you ask me, like, yo, you want to go rob someone in um, Hell's Kitchen? I'd be like, fuck no, because, you know, there's, like, eight vigilante slash superheroes that are in that, like, ten block radius alone. Those like, no. <laughs> like, I mean... That's actually hilarious, because it's really true. It's like... But yeah, so that's like my thing, especially with like Captain Marvel, you know, that just came out like... Spoilers, if you haven't seen the film. Um, at the end, when she's blasting Roy... Oh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta 
you know how much I love to nitpick and how I love being just waiting like, for one of these. Oh, I, I love to complain. But uh, my by far one of my favorite kind of nitpick movies uh, moments from that movie was when um, Ronan mm-hmm. shot the warheads to Earth, and like only one went, and because because when uh, Kara Caro whatever her name is Captain Marvel when she she's holding back one missile mm-hmm. and she's like struggling and then she finally like slows down the momentum and like turns the war uh missile around to hit back the other ones it's like i i love to think that like ronan was like fire the missiles and one worker was like sir how about we shoot one first just to see if the missiles work and then we launch all the other ones at the same time and ronan was like what's your name tim you know what your employee of the month let's do that let's fire (laughs) one and then the rest of the 99 out of 100 missiles we have because, like, all right, anyway, besides the point. So in that film, at the end, she, she's able to stop the missile, turns it around, destroys all the other missiles, and then there's, like, little pods that come out of the ship, and then she's flying through the pods, shooting them, exploding them, clearly, like, indestructible. And it's, like, and that's, like, the, the number one question when it comes to Infinity Wars. It's, like, we've gone through three adventure films, and she's finally being called at the end of the third one like why where where has she been all this time which i'm assuming the answer will come up and they'll come up with some creative answer but it's just like maybe it was because she said fury only in really really desperate times but i think when a hole opens up in the sky (laughs) and giant ass creatures twice the size of skyscrapers are coming out of it and eating things like I think that's a pretty like oh shit I never thought this would happen like I know last time I was with Captain Marvel like we were in space and she helped out when there was a space invasion uh, invasion quote unquote I think this kind of def- like is the definition of a fucking space invasion. You're right. <laughs> but maybe the scrolls were too busy not being able to find a, a nice house yet. Maybe she just now, like right before that beeper went She just off. got service. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like trying to find them how she just... Nick Fury's been calling her for the last 10 years, but <laughs> she finally hit a, like a, she finally got out of a dead spot and was like, oh shit, 19 missed calls. <laughs> That'd be funny as hell if we see that. Like, uh... At the end of the, 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 the secret trailer, she pops up behind them, and then we find out that in the next thing, it picks up right there, and she's like, sorry, I had, like, 19 missed calls. Like, that, the scrolls, no service. I'm here now. What's up? Yeah. Oh, half the universe is gone, you know? <laughs> the, the, the pager died. I couldn't find the cable to charge it up. <laughs> but, um... Holy fuck. Um, yeah, that's, that's like, what kind of one thing that I hate. I, I actually... That's one thing I hate is when there's superheroes on Earth and fucking five of them come out of New York City and no one even knew about them. Um, how they don't tie in and it's just like, why don't they always call on each other? Because they're so close to be like, yo, hey, I got this problem. Like, come squash it with me. Um, <clears throat> speaking logically, like, we understand they want to separate shit. Right, but it's right. Like- For a movie franchise business, like, but a common sense kind of world where it's just like, yo, you're Iron Man and, like, you're dealing with some bullshit just call like you know 
Doctor Strange and he'll come in and be like, bloop, 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 magic, and then like yeah, exactly. the problem will go away. All the times that fucking Robert Downey Jr., I mean, I'm sorry, Tony Stark was yeah. getting his ass whipped. He literally could have just called on almost anyone for help. Even after the Avengers was formed and he knew that everyone was in that tower, yeah. there were still movies where he could have just been like, hey, you guys want to help me out with the Mandarin real quick? But I, Yeah, exactly. No. Like, I... <laughs> I, I do like how they, they put everything together, especially with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and, like, kind of the whole space thing. The only people who get any fucking excuse from our little rant right there, because it's like, fine, they're literally yeah, traveling. Yeah, 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 exactly. You get the exactly. Galaxy. Like, no the one knows Galaxy, about them. Not New York. Um, and they, they kind of ran into each other, so it's not like... Just one of the funniest run-ins I've ever witnessed in a, in a thing like that, honestly. What were they saying, like, um... Who's Gamora? What's Gamora? Yeah. Why is Gamora? Something like that. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see what Phase Three is. I do. I don't even know the point we're trying to make. We we jumped the ship so many times, but um, I what did we start? We were about? talking about Phase Four. Phase Four. And the, yeah, and actually, Fantastic Four and X Men. So before we get back to that, real quick, uh, there was an article in Sun was saying how. They're just replacing the Avengers since some of these people aren't coming back. Like, Doctor Strange equals the new Iron Man. Black Panther is the new Thor. Captain Marvel is the new Captain America. And I'm like, I don't see the power correlation, but I kind of get where they're going with it. And it's like, alright. But now now that they have the Fantastic Four, maybe they'll just start doing crossovers whenever the new Avengers doesn't seem to work out. Because they can do a... um, Who was it? Galactus, they could do Galactus, Avengers, and Fantastic Four. If you remember Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. they used Galactus as fucking space. Yeah. Galactus is not space. Galactus is this huge ass cosmic yeah. being. He's, an, he's a god or entity or something. Yeah, right? pretty much. But he actually has physical form other than a space like they did Dormammu. Um, so I could see that happening now that this now that they have these people together, at least under the same Marvel roof. I could see a good crossover coming out of there. So even though we're losing people, this this is gonna be yeah. Pretty I think useful. that's the only way that the Mar like Fantastic Four and Marvel will really be able to uh, or well, the MCU. And when we say MCU, we're talking about Avengers. Um, so I think that's the only way that they'll be able to like kind of successfully join forces is if. Um, if it's like Galactus or something like that, yeah. where like kind of what happened with um, uh, the, the well, not oh god, Guardians of the Galaxy. There we go. I was gonna say Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Guardians of uh, the Galaxy. Uh, how they met up with the Avengers is because of Thanos, and um, yeah, I, I I think that was a really slick tie-in. But uh, what what's your uh? theory on how x-men are going to get into the mcu you know i actually believe that all right so the the whole thing about um the stones right i believe that a stone the reality stone is actually going to be a thing in this next movie and or the soul gem something i think all right <clears throat> so us comic book people we're all going with the idea that everyone's trapped inside the gem right right and i think 
that is not the only gem that's going to play a big part. I think there's going to be something with the reality gem. I feel like Marvel's seen this coming. The deal closing from when they first made the script. And I think they're going to have a part where the reality gem is going to introduce mutants. So say... I think... Alright, continue your theory. So say they defeat Thanos or whatever, and then they're trying to also use the reality gem to restore the world back to a normal state of something, right? I feel like it's going to come with a price, and then for some re- somehow it's going to merge the world of mutants inside of the world of just superheroes. Um, I mean, I really wouldn't know how to explain it too much, but these people are creative, and I feel like that would be the easiest way to just be like, oh, hey, mutants exist now, because if they're going to try and keep going forward... Like, if they're going to keep what they made with the current MCU, right? Mm-hmm. And then they want to add these mutants in, you can't just randomly do it unless they add them in a future movie where a mutant gets discovered. Other right. than that, I see it coming from the reality gem and reality being unless, unless, Alright, so, I don't know if... I have a few theories based off other theories, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you heard the theory about how um, Thanos actually never killed half the population mm-hmm. it's the reality st- reality stone messing with everyone's brain so it's like you essentially have two worlds now mm-hmm. on the re- like on the reality side so it's um you have like um when thor and captain america so everyone that didn't turn to dust they're on like one side mm-hmm. and then everyone who turned to dust is like on the, uh, the other side but it's essentially like like, you and me are in the same room right now. You turn to dust in my eyes, but in your eyes, I turn to dust. So, essentially, like, you're invisible invisible to me, and I'm invisible to you. And, essentially, like, we can't interact. Like, if you move that water bottle, I can't see it from me. That water bottle is still there. Gotcha. But if I moved it, you know, like, so things in my reality, air quotes, mm-hmm. um, everything is the same except I can't see you. Uh, so, that's, like, one um, That'd theory be cra- crazy. that I heard of. Obviously, the main theory that is most likely going to happen is that, and obviously is going to happen, that um, they found the quantum world. They're going to do some time hopping because they've leaked photos of how Captain America is wearing his original uh, uniform from the first Avengers film. So they're clearly going to do some type of time traveling and go back to when uh, they first invaded New York City. Um but I think that because essentially the quantum world, it's like another dimension, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we have uh, like time um, jumping and how Guardians of the Galaxies are able to jump in between different galaxies. There's either going to be how um, DC does it where there's like Earth 1 and Earth 2. And so there's going to essentially be, like, a different Earth with mutants. Mm-hmm. And then be somehow, because of Thanos or whatever's going to happen, those m- worlds are somehow going to merge. Um, or because of Thanos somehow, it's just going to be, like, in the Flash TV series with the Particle Accelerator, um, something's going to happen to create mutants. And then that's how we're going to get, like, mutants popping up here and there. And, and then we'll go f- that way. Hmm. See, now when you actually try to think about it, it's kind of hard to see how they'll introduce it. 
they, they literally have to make it it end up being a really complex uh, situation but however they do it I hope that it works out properly and I really want them to do it because I would love to see an Avengers versus X-Men it would have been great if we got Civil War with some of the X-Men people in there um, I mean there's so much that they could do with this though so I'm rocking with it however they want to get it popping I just hope that however they do it it makes sense and we get a good crossover out of it. That's my biggest concern. Because there's mad crossovers that they could do. Not that I know all of them. But I do know that of a couple. And I'm looking forward to the greatness that could come from this. Because that's one thing Marvel does great. Is their movies. And I will always look forward to it. Even if it's Thor. And Black Panther. Yeah. Black Panther. Finally saw a little bit of it on uh, Netflix. I know everyone says they love Black Panther and it was such a great film. I genuinely don't, like, out of all the Marvel films, like, I really didn't like it. I, I think it was so, you know, I, there's absolutely, there's no argument of what Black Panther, what it was as a film and its entity and everything behind it, you know? Like, there, there's no denying what it created. Mm-hmm. for the black community and 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 all that but as specifically speaking as a marvel comic book movie i didn't really enjoy it um i thought it was kind of very predictable um i hated the fact that they tried to kill off the main character halfway through the film when they were already green lighting the sequel and it's just like we know he's not dead yeah, they, um, another thing confirmed that he's most likely coming back, whether it's going to be due to what Thanos does in this movie or someone resurrects well, yeah, him in I mean, his own we, movie. We already know he's coming back because, again, they already confirmed the second one. It's like we already know like, Spider-Man's coming back because they're already showing the trailers Yo, for that the next movie. That pissed me off. Like, which I, do I don't think, care what we know. Yeah, I, I think Why they, would you show us that trailer? Yeah, I think they should have held off on that film for a while. You know how many non-comic people were actually crying and they legit thought like, yo, how's Spider-Man coming back? Like, oh my god, I yeah. really don't understand it. But, um... You had it was fooled. <laughs> but going off, um... Now that we're gonna have... To cast new X-Men members and whatnot, except Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Uh, because you said that, Deadpool is not yet officially fully in he's gonna stay ryan reynolds even if he does right but he's not officially in um the whole deal fox still has him all right that's fine okay that is fine because they're doing great with deadpool yeah that's fine because um because the main concern is the main concern was whether a ryan reynolds was still gonna stay uh deadpool and b is it still gonna be deadpool yeah. You know, right. like with the swearing and all that. But, um... I mean, the only reason I want Marvel to have him is because I want the Spider-Man-Deadpool crossover. Like, those two together are freaking hilarious. I've been reading mm. some of the comics. Yeah, of course. I mean... I would love to I mean, to now see we'll it. finally... We're that much closer to Hulk fighting a Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to see that. You know, so there's so many X-Men nuts. Marvel crossovers we'd love to see. But, um... Who would be your kind of fan cast for, like, uh, let's say Wolverine? Because, I mean, out of all the X-Men people that people care about, we know it's Wolverine. 
That's going to be the number one person that everyone talks about who's going to be the new Wolverine because no one cares about Cyclops and all them. I would literally say just clone you, Jackman, because, bro, I, I know a lot of people on Twitter have actually come out on the unpopular opinion thread that's been going around um, and saying, oh, he was never really a great Wolverine. Dude, the man's been doing it so yeah, long. He's, he's, it's like it's grown yeah. on me. I really can't see other no, I people. Think, I think he was a great Wolverine, you know? I think he really embraced, like, the um, kind of the role, especially Logan. I yeah, Logan, that's that the one that really did job. it for me. Yeah, like, that absolutely. was a great movie. I rewatched it in black and white because I got the DVD. The, the noir, whatever yeah. it's called. Bro, it's still freaking fantastic. Like, absolutely. I can't see how anyone tried to downplay this man's acting. I really would want Tom Hardy. You know, I was going to ask you that, but isn't Tom Hardy uh He plays Bane in Christopher Nolan's... Who's Venom? Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, see? God damn it. <laughs> ah. Another, and he's doing that role really, really good right yeah, now. Yeah, so he it's is, like... so I can't even be... Oh, that's just how great Tom Hardy is. <laughs> um, um, Who's Scott East, Eastwood? Oh, Scott Eastwood, that's... um, you ever Is that Driver? No, no, that's uh, that's you, Baby Driver. You talking about that? No, no, no. Uh, the dude with the scorpion mustache. Oh no, that's uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay, that guy. No, uh, you ever see the the newest um, Fast and Furious film? Where they're um, where they're when Dom Toretto spoilers is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. So, the new young agent, who like recruits them, mm-hmm. that's Scott uh, Eastwood, mm. who's like. You know, don't pick anything flashy, and they all pick flashy cars yeah. or whatever. He's Mr. Nobody, second man hand. I don't... So, I've seen photos of him. I don't like him as an actor. As an So, maybe, like, visually, yes, but acting-wise, I, I couldn't give it a pass. Not at all. Yeah, no, nah, because I've seen that in a poll for uh, who people think should be the next Wolverine, and... I looked at him, like, looking-wise. I was like, yeah, I don't really know who you are because I'm horrible with my freaking actors. But uh, look-wise, I was like, you could probably pull it off. You you could be, like, a younger Logan, start you off there. You're not that bad. But it, this is actually a really hard choice. Yeah, because there's so much that has to go into it. But you know who um, actually... I don't know. You know, um... What, he was just uh, in the uh, Robin Hood, um, the new Robin Hood movie with uh, Jamie Foxx. He's playing Elton John now um, in that new biopic. Is this the dude? The, the that... dude from Kingsman. Yeah, I know who you're talking. That's the, but he's the one who was next to uh, Jamie Foxx the entire time in Robin Hood, right? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 the main character, mm-hmm. and the kid from the Kingsman. Yeah. Um, I I feel like. I would I would love to see him as Wolverine, but I think he's a little too. He's a great like you know, drama kind of, cool kid. I don't think he would be like kind of that like angry er Wolverine kind of a character. Nah, I can't see that. Yeah. Especially if you, if you played in Kingsman, I'm looking at you different, and not in a bad way. It's just like, that's like uh, if you were to put Kingsman under superhero ish movies. It's it's a comedy superhero movie because everything in there is so funny, lighthearted. It's not dark, 
And even Robin Hood wasn't really that dark. You put Jamie Foxx in the fucking movie, and it's just like, ha, ha, ha. Like, even, uh, what was that one movie Jamie Foxx was in? Law-abiding citizen? Yeah. It was a good movie, in my opinion. I enjoyed it, at least. But I didn't look at it as dark as it was supposed to be because Jamie was in it. Oh, uh, you know who actually wouldn't be half bad? Hmm. Um, he played a gambit in um X Men Origin. Or, or Origin, sh- yeah. He, I, I could visually, I could see it, mm-hmm. and I feel like he can play like a young Logan. He could do that a lot better than he did Gab- Gambit. I'll tell you. Oh, that absolutely. Because <laughs> there's a few films where he's um, like Pacific Rim. He was yeah. kind of like that outlaw kind of character. Um. I don't think of other movies he was in, but um, since you said that shitty movie, Pacific Rim. No, 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 not that one. Oh, Origin? I will always like Pacific because of uh, Charlie, but um, yeah. What do you think is gonna happen to this Gambit movie? Oh, it's never gonna happen. It's absolutely <laughs> never gonna happen. Um, it's been so long. It's been pushed back. I don't know how many times. I don't think it was officially canceled yet. But it's, like, it's it's never gonna happen. And if it does, it's gonna be shit. Yeah, I mean... So they might as well just, just forget about it. Pushbacks aren't always bad, but when you're getting pushed back this much, yeah, I start to think that it's more, When you're getting like, pushback before shitty. things are even, like, confirmed and concrete, like, the, 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 the only reason a pushback on a film is good is when certain actors have conflict of scheduling. Mm-hmm. Not when it's a script, not when it's the director, of or, or creative differences. Like, the only time... If you hear there's been a pushback, and it's not a bad thing, is if just uh, scheduling conflicts with with somebody, but otherwise, yeah, um, that that film's absolutely never gonna get made. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I only wanted it because I used to be a huge Gambit fan, but he seems like a. It seemed like a cool movie that could happen, but it just no. I also didn't notice that Channing Tatum had an accent until like everyone was like, "Ah, he's really good for this role because of his accent." And I'm like, "Huh? I didn't know that that good. that's the one thing I hate about actors. Sometimes they're so good you don't hear their accents until they're out there in like regular interviews trying to be themselves." Now that I keep just thinking about um who could be the uh next Wolverine and now that uh, what's it called? Suicide Squad is in, is being rebooted. The guy who played Boomerang, the the Aussie dude, yeah, he could definitely play Wolverine. I think he didn't do. I'm not. He didn't do bad. He's, in, he's uh, not. A, he's not a bad actor overall. He can grow the beard. He can be like an asshole, angry guy. So I can. I could definitely see it. You should probably audition for that. Maybe knows, if you maybe ever he ever listens to this podcast, we can. Uh, we can run into him. <laughs> Um, actually, now that you mentioned Suicide Squad, I can say that, um, one, Idris Elba is supposed to be in the looks for, uh, playing Deadshot. I'm absolutely excited about. Um. I love Will Smith as Deadshot, but I am 100% perfectly okay if someone was to replace him, um, it'd be Idris Elba. Idris Elba, Idris, Idris Elba. I'm cool with it because I like the dude. Um, and he's been in comic book movies before. Wait. Yeah, he's he plays uh, the Watcher guy in Thor. He's is the, his contract over with Marvel because he died? or? I'm assuming. Alright, because that, that would but, be the issue. I don't think that would be the issue because he's not a main character. And look at the... Um, 
the dude, he was just in Captain Marvel. He plays the, um, he the plays the, the old guy. Um, uh, what's his name? Are you talking about Ronan's assistant, the black dude with the white beard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. He plays he plays uh, Shazam the the wizard in Shazam. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Okay, so I guess he only the main a, main. He characters. played a character in Aquaman, and he was all oh, he was all right. makeuped up. But he's he's literally he flip flops from movie to movie. Every it seems like every comic book movie coming out now, he's just in it as some so, B roll. I guess it would be if you're like not the main yeah, role. Yeah, then I your think, yeah. I think yeah. As long as you're not straight. like the face of the movie, like you can do whatever you want. Because look at sense. also what happened in um, um, it's very racist <laughs> or racial uh, podcast. Uh, the black guy, the Asian dude, uh, <laughs> the Asian guy, uh, he was in Ant Man, the sequel, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. He was like a agent who or FBI agent that was making sure uh, Ant Man was always under house arrest. Mm-hmm. He is the guy. He's like the antagonist. And um, uh, water, uh, Aquaman, water boy, water Aquaman. Boy. <laughs> yo, that's nuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, Aquaman, he's the the crazy Asian, um, a scientist guy who finds uh, Black Manta at the end. Mm, okay, and yeah, is, is messing with his technology. So look again, they're flip flopping his characters that are this in in you know both films. So I think yeah, I personally I don't have an issue with seeing actors in multiple like films that are both DC and. Um, Me neither. It's as just, long as I it doesn't mess with them. the storyline continuity. Yeah. Otherwise, dude, have at it. But um, yeah, like I'm saying, I'm a hundred percent for, um, Idris Elba as. Uh, Deadshot. The only reason I even like Idris Elba is because, I love losers. Yeah. Like, a couple of people said that Spoiler, movie was trash. Spoiler, he's the villain, but... Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie... Yeah, but I love this character. And even... I mean, just everything he in... Uh, you ever watched... Uh, you never watched Luther, have you? No, no Luther. So Luther is like a dark... Um, not like a dark, dark uh, drama, but it is... It's like a... It's a British drama TV show, and he's like a detective. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just shows, like, this darker side to him. So, like... I think it kind of has, and and he, I, he uh, Idris Elba just had a, a show on Netflix where he plays like a DJ and it's like a comedy show. Um, I so, seen a picture of him doing that. I was like, why is he a DJ? Yeah, well, he DJs in real life. <laughs> I heard that yeah. like a while um, after. And I was so like, what? he, I, I think he marks all the boxes between you know, great action star, great drama actor. He he can do comedy and still be funny. Uh, so I think all around, like he's if if again if anyone was to replace um, Deadshot, it would like it's him. I'm perfectly okay with that. In the form of uh, in the the conversation of replacements, I have two things. One, I also one, have one more. One is uh, Ray Fisher no longer being cyborg. Which I mean, I'm not upset about. Me neither, because Cyborg didn't even get that much time for me to grow fond of yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I, I resp- The only reason I'm upset is, uh, uh, about that is because I know how much they filmed um, for the Justice League film, mm-hmm. and they only used a very small percentage of it. Like, you know, in the trailer, we had him in his uh, human form uh, with his football jacket, and, you know, 
stuff like that. Um, I feel like they really rushed the, the cyborg storyline in Justice League, and I know how much that guy prepared. Dude, that guy was Diesel. Like he's he's a skinny guy normally, but then yeah. he dieseled up for that role, and and they they didn't use any of it. So that was it was pretty upsetting. But um, I'm upset that he's not getting his movie anymore. Like. I didn't think he was great, and I think he was bad, but I did want to see the Cyborg movie, because I do like Cyborg, and I feel like he's underappreciated, because he still is a big person in the Justice League world, so it's like, as a DC fan, I would love to just see things come to life, even if you guys, I want them to just get rid of the idea of trying to form a universe, I want them to just get comfortable, like, if you want to throw some random Avenger movie, I mean, Justice League. <laughs> Justice League movie. It's hard flip-flopping. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. But you know what I actually like, though, that uh, DC finally realized, or I shouldn't even say DC, that Warner Brothers realized is that you can't rush into it. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they finally realized the failure that was, <coughs> uh, that was Justice League. I personally think it was because of Josh Sweden, but agreed. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a Zack Snyder fan, and and I love that dark and grittiness behind his films. But I think also, um, the WB really uh, and the and the studios behind DC really just forced it, because um, Justice League came out and then Avengers came out before after. Um, Adriel. right after I believe yeah so um, but again you know you have to especially to, to have a film where five independent heroes are coming together for one storyline you have to do something what Marvel did you have to have a story for or, or a movie for each individual and then have a reason for them to come together not you know Batman and, and Wonder Woman like accidentally meeting up at some point and just be like, hey, I'm making a team. Yeah, like... I heard of some people with, like, powers, you know? Like, I'm gonna talk to them, and they'll be all gun-ho about it, you know? It's kind of like, nuts how that how they did that. Like, all right, fine, we have the relationship of... That's essentially Clark a Young. cheesy plot line of a 70s action film, you know? Or, like... I'm, it's a cheat code. It's a I'm, really shitty yeah, cheat code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna build a team. And they do. Or, like, when they built... When, they, when it's a ragtag team of, like, retired veterans that, like... The one guy who's still in the game. Red. To, yeah, you know, he's like, you know, he's just, just yeah, exactly. You know, they, they go on, he's like, hey, join us for this mission. He goes, I'm retired, but you're the only guy that can do the job. All right, I'm sold. I'm in. Like, I'm like no, come on, like, take your time, man. So finally, I, I think DC finally, like, they learned their lesson. They, they had great success with Wonder Woman. They had great success with um, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get a good Flash film. They're rebooting Batman, which, although it's, it's going to be its own entity, because um, I heard that it's supposed to be set in the 90s. It's a younger Batman, and it's going to be more of a detective film. I like the detective aspect. Although it was early Batman that was doing it, I don't know how I feel about the... Well, I guess 90s isn't that bad. We still had a decent I, I, amount of technology think, in 90s. I, or maybe, you know, maybe it won't be um, full 90s, but um, I read something that it was going to be based on the 90s. Maybe that's 
right when he becomes Batman, and mm-hmm. then we might have a transition to when he's older. Then that's fine, because um, I don't want just, like, younger Batman who's been Batman for a while, but he has nothing but 90s technology. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what the fuck? But although Batman. you know he's going to have future technology I mean, yeah, compared of to course. everybody else, but at least it won't be, like, Gotham-wise, where it's, like, based in, like, the 80s, kind like, the late 80s, but people have technology from the 2000s, like, cell phones, but... Their computers are still like retro. Like yeah. it, it didn't. It, it it's a technology it across right. the board didn't really work. <laughs> um, but um, the um, yeah, I don't know where to transition from that. But to get talking of casting, while we're uh, still talking about that, um, kind of tie in Marvel and DC, Professor X. Who, um, James McAvoy, who plays Professor X in the current X-Men films. Split? That guy, okay. correct. Um, he said he would be interested in playing the Riddler. I did see that, and, uh, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that, too, yeah, Because absolutely. he did a really good job in Split, and he would have a similar personality as, um, there was a smart dude in Split, that he had to play during that role. I think it was the germaphobe dude. And I feel like that would fit Riddler well. I, I with think, the extra I mix. think he's just like a creative actor. A creative he is. enough just... actor that would be willing to kind of pull off the real persona of, of like a, a real comic book Riddler. Actually, every every little thing that he did in Split showing how he could easily swap between yeah. is kind of Riddler itself. Because... Yeah. Riddler, he's self-conscious, he's crazy and split. He had a self-conscious person, a crazy person. He did all that really well. He stuck to it. Like, the guy did really, really good. So, I can't not see him doing Riddler. Like, he'd really yeah, blow it out the water. It. Yeah, you can see it. It's not, it's not absolutely, like, obscure. It's not far-fetched. Um, on the other side of that, which I, I doubt we'll, we'll talk much about, uh, who's going to replace him as Professor X? I'll go first. I don't really care. Just shave the fucker's head off. Or, yeah, shave, shave all his hair off. And put anyone in the chair. I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I As long as he's not a terrible actor, I don't care. I don't even have an idea. Because I don't really know anyone who could fit. Depending on what they want. Do they want a young one? Do they want an old one? Yeah, just shave his head off at yeah. this point. Maybe make him British. Because the last two were British. And, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Xavier... He doesn't really leave the mansion too much. He doesn't try to use his powers because he's so old and scared of his powers now anyway. The, the new Xavier doesn't even need that much acting. So just give us anybody who's a remotely good actor. Yeah. Make him bald. Yeah, like I said, we don't really care. <laughs> just make him bald. Right before we leave this topic of recast, who would you want to play if you had to choose one role in a movie? Any superhero or it, it can be any movie. Any I'm going movie? with superhero because I got my answer. But any type of movie, who would you want to be there? Oh damn! Roll you on. know how hard this would be for me. Uh, <laughs> I love movies, and um, you know how much I love Paul Walker. So I'd love to pay, play Brian O'Connor in the Fast and Furious franchise. Because that fits you. Because and your love for cars. Yeah, too. you know I, everything about that. That would be great. Um, and essentially Fast and the Furious films are just Mission Impossible films at this point, which I can't even, <laughs> like, I used to be able to justify Fast and the Furious, Furious films, but now it's just like, 
you know, arms in the air, like, uh, yeah, that's just, that happened. Uh, just say family 40 million times, have a few explosions and some nice cars, and, you know, you got yourself a Fast and the Furious film. But obviously, I would love to play, um, uh, Batman. No shit. It's my favorite superhero, so I would love to, I would love to play Batman. I can see that, and I feel like playing Batman would actually be one of the more realistic superheroes to play. Because I'm pretty sure if you want to do your own stunts, you'll be flying through the air a lot of times. Compared yeah. to some other superheroes, a lot of it is easier CGI'd. But Batman's one of the people where it's like, we have to make that grappling gun look real. Now, Let's fling re- him through the sky. Realistically speaking, if I was a real actor and I want to portray a superhero, I would be Iron Man. Because... Uh, solely based on the outfits they have to wear. You always hear these superheroes talking about the outfits they wear and how uncomfortable it is and when they have to pee, like it's so hard to get out and there's no zipper or anything like that. And half the time, Iron Man's wearing like this like cotton onesie and like when he's in the Iron Man suit, you know he's just sitting on a chair like with like, you know, the green screen background yeah. and the camera fades to black. And he just has to pretend like he's looking at screens in his helmet, like the, the, to play. He does have an easier. That role would be costuming. yeah. That would be the easiest superhero to play right now. Um, or um, again, solely based off practicality and outfit wise, it would be Cyborg, because Ray Fisher Ray F- uh, Fisher was saying how everyone was wearing these, you know, um, the those like you know skin tight. Outfits and whatnot, and he was just wearing like a, a onesie, or something, like a cotton onesie, like PJs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, sign me up. I get to be a superhero and wear PJs to work every day. Yep. I think for me, it'd be Static Shock because I just want them to make a Static Shock movie. So I've actually been thinking about that for the longest time. Like, now nah, I got my dreads, man. Hey, let me do Static Shock for y'all because I just want the movie, even if it turns out bad. You don't want to be the Black Human Torch. No, yeah, actually, you know, everyone thinks I'm, like, a racist black guy because that is the reason I hated that movie. I actually was okay with that casting as long as they, well, I was okay with that casting because I I assumed they were going to make Susan Storm black, too. And I was like, oh, that like I'm cool with that. Like, for me, like, a character doesn't have to be white or black just because of the comics. Like, if you want to change it up, to a certain extent, like, don't have a white Black Panther, like, but I, I think someone like the, um, uh, the, 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 what's this, the Human Torch and Invisible Woman or whatever the hell her name is, like, yeah, that could be any kind of race of person, but when I, when I found out, it's like, he's black and she's white and, like, she was, she was adopted into the family, or he was adopted into the family, I don't know. But still, like that's what bothered when, me. When they like, when they made the storyline so complicated, it was just like no, just at that point, just keep it the original. Like, yeah, like why is someone adopted in? Like if you're gonna change it, change it completely. Not like this half-ass change. And then, if I had another choice of a role, it it'd probably be any be anything around the lines of like John Wick or something. Only because I would love to be in an action movie where all I get to do is shoot blanks at everybody, like. Well, and also, I would love to just do the, tr- like, that's a reason to go to the shooting range, do all those tactical trainings, which we both love, and have a studio pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not, you're right. not spending a dime on that. Like, yeah, as an actor, you could go do that, but you got to pay for that. 
and it is pricey stuff even though you know they make millions of dollars like whatever but like you're and telling me telling I, you, you yeah. have to do it for our movie yeah I, they I, pay you I have it. I have a free credit card that I don't have to pay and I get to use it to, to essentially play soldier and like you know play with guns and whatnot like hell yeah like yes and technically if they want the great movie you can go as many times as you want right like i'm sorry boss gotta <laughs> gotta get better you know we want to make these shooting look realistic exactly that's like uh, to go back to uh robin hood the uh the guy who plays robin hood who i'm blanking out his name right now he uh the studio really like made him go train with like one of the world's best archers mm-hmm. for like three months and then uh, before they started filming, and then when they got to set, he was like... Taron? Yeah. Uh, Egerton. Yeah, uh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, I know he's Welsh, and he comes from a town that's very, very difficult to uh, pronounce. But, um, yeah, so he shows up on set, and he goes, all right, cool, give me my bow and arrows. They gave him a bow, but no arrows. And he's like, well, where's my arrows? And he's like, well, that's a liability issue. We don't want you shooting anyone. He's like, no, I understand that, but... Why did you just have me train for three months with real bows and arrows? Like, if you're not going to let me shoot any arrows. But I guess it was like they wanted him to, to look the part of mm-hmm. how it really looks to, to pull a bow and whatnot. But, yeah, I can see that. But I kind of get his thing. It's like, all right, fine. Give me some uh, some yeah. Nerf arrows or something, yeah, man. Yeah, give me, give me I, I want to shoot something now. You had me doing all this training just so I could look like I'm pulling it back properly. Yeah, but John, John looks a good... Uh, I just feel like it'd be fun just to, I get to carry it on me all the time. Shoot at, I can actually shoot at people and not worry about killing them because they're filling it up with blanks. Unless you know we get a crow situation and someone puts a real bullet in the gun. Well, yeah, that's why the the second movie I never came out. <laughs> but uh, I let's uh, we've talked about casting. Well, now we might as well keep it uh keep it rolling. Fan cast for the new Batman. I have a few that I'd love to see. I'd love to see um, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he would be a phenomenal, but currently he's playing Mysterio in um, I can agree with in that. Spider-Man. With that. I, I, he was great in Southpaw. That that yeah, that tragedy and whatnot. So I, and I you know we know he can get shredded. We know he can act. He's a phenomenal actor. You definitely do that tragedy and, and be serious. Um, I'm going with that. Based off looks-wise and even actor-wise, I think uh, John Hamm, he's really good. The last film he was in was in Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. He was, um, I don't know if you remember or know exactly who that was, but at the end when um, Baby Driver was being chased by um, his, his girlfriend dies in the film, spoilers, mm-hmm. um, and he's chasing Baby. Yeah, that, that guy. Okay. That guy, based off looks, Bruce Wayne-wise, and he has the chin to be Batman, I'm good with that. I could go with, uh... Seeing him in a mask, probably not. It depends how they make the mask. But Ryan Guzman... Gosling? Gosman? Goslin? His name's spelled G-U-Z-A. Driver dude? Yeah. Yeah, Gosling. I, I, could, I could mess with him as Batman, um... But maybe a younger, even though he's like 30, maybe the younger version of Batman would be cool. What about um Army Hammer? He's the guy who played um, the Lone Ranger. 
Yeah, you Google that. What's his name? <laughs> Army Hammer. I'm trying to think of another film that you've seen that he's in it. Uh, he could look the part of Bruce Wayne right? more than he can of a Batman, though. Yeah, but again, once you once you put that mask on, it's all about that chin, you know? That's mad true. And and just how built you are and just, like, the, the seriousness of it. I would never uh, cast this one, but Hunter Parrish... Uh, I, not, I no. can't I can't see that man no, no, no. ever touching a bat suit. He uh No, not at all. Where's he even from? Weeds. Did you uh oh, I never watched it. Never I never watched it really. Um I seen one episode and I was like, eh no, nah, Netflix are not doing good right now. Everyone loved weeds. What, of course everyone likes white people in weed. <laughs> um honestly though Jake Gyllenhaal and I would the other dude are the John Hamm yeah they wanted older for for that 90s film there uh for the the reboot with uh Matt Reeves right I think that's his name Reeves the guy who um directed uh Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. films um I think he wants a younger like a Batman in his early 30s so John Hamm is kind of out of the question, but I would love to see Jake Gyllenhaal or Army Hammer. You know what I would like to see more than any of this? Charlie Hunnam as Green Arrow. Yeah, that'd actually be really, oh really dope. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> Too bad he doesn't want to do it. That's a problem. <laughs> it's even been brought up, and he's he's expressed how he was like, ah, yeah, like I can see it, but... I just don't want to dedicate my life to, like, a franchise like that. And I was like, ah, you bastard. It's <laughs> probably why he didn't... Did he die in Pacific Rim? Um, I don't think no, he did. No, I just think... Uh, I think Pacific Rim was, like, just, like, 30 years into the future. Oh, okay, because like I was going to say, that's probably why he didn't do it. He didn't want it to turn into something franchising when they mentioned the second one. Yeah. Um, But no, uh, Batman Beyond... If they're, they may as well just like give it a try at this yeah. point in life. Did you did you uh, read how they um there's a fan fiction about um Michael Keaton returning as like the old Bruce Wayne yeah. and and, that'd be and dope. William Dafoe as Joker like oh my god, I would invest into that film. I would get here take all of it take all no, my money all of like, it just make it. Only because of the fact that they just like, uh Tim Burton animated, the Batman Beyond. That tiny little clip, it was like a two-minute clip when DC was doing the shorts um, on YouTube at one point. Mm-hmm. I think we were back in high school when they did this crap. And um, it was like Batman was fighting the other Batman. And um, Batman, uh, Batman was fighting Batman Beyond, and then like that was all we had. It was just a two-minute fight of that, and I was just like, bro... Give me more. Yeah. I really want Terry McGinnis to come back. And I kind of wish that they... Um comic book films would um marvel's doing a pretty good job i guess i guess maybe it's like dc that would kind of actually dc did really good with um wonder woman and and, um aquaman so i this statement no longer is valid but i uh, what i was going to say was i wish that studios would mess with cosplayers more to get more i wish comic book accurate things but like i said like aquaman Aquaman was completely different, so 
But they ended up going back to like the original suit, which I think color scheme at least, which I think they did a phenomenal job. I also think that's a little easier only because. But I think Batman suit and um, you know um, Batman Superman that was phenomenal. I didn't really like his suit uh, in Justice League because it was more like a tactical suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know my my favorite Batman is specifically Batman vs Superman in the warehouse scene when Batman's kicking ass. Yeah, that, like that yeah, was a nice obviously one. the as Batman films you can't beat Christopher Nolan's films. 100% and Christopher Nolan's like Christian Bale as Batman it's his own type of Batman but when you're trying to connect to the comic books as close as possible Batflax Batman and Batman vs Superman was the closest thing to no. like an authentic Batman where dark gritty doesn't give a fuck kicks ass doesn't give a shit. That's what I want in our next live action. That's why the detective one might work out really well. Yeah. Because if it's anything like how the comics are going right now, and they keep it like that, it would be really dope. Because then we can see an OG Batman, Batman being a superhero who is also very reliant on his detective skills that he studied mad long for while kicking ass in a dark city such as Gotham with the crazy villains such as Riddler or whoever. That's another thing. They need to upplay these goth these villains more. Like Batman has great villains. There are some villains you can do realistically, and they need to get it done. I I think that they need to go outside of the Joker realm. I love Joker, but I've been the comics have been doing so great. And where when was the last time we seen Joker in the most yeah, recent comics? Bro? Yeah, exactly. And uh, the comics have been doing freaking fantastic with their stories. The comics realized they don't need the Joker to live. I mean, they gave us a side Joker story, but still, that's fine. That was a whole they, different They do thing. little, like, one slots here and there, but main storylines, like, they've they've been doing really well without them. I mean, I can't remember exactly what happened to Joker at the end. I know he's not necessarily dead or anything, but, um... Well, last we saw was him in the medals, and Batman had him, like, in a case. By the way, spoilers, if you haven't read DC Metal. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Or Dark Knight's Metal. Um, Batman had him, like, in his cave, in, like, a secret cave within the cave in some jail cell or something like that. Yeah, there's that. And I know Harley Quinn, she has her own comics. Currently, she's doing other things, so I can see why he hasn't run into her. Yeah, I know Joker's been in a few other comics outside of Batman, but specifically in the Batman storyline, he really hasn't been in there. So it's like, you can see. It's it's not that I don't miss him, but, like, I don't need him right now. Yeah, exactly. They're doing a phenomenal job. So so. I think the movie's can make good things yeah, without there's the so Joker. Many, there's so many that they can do. Um, Before we hop on here and so I could trash talk Apple for a couple seconds, how do you feel about streaming services uh, in, in uh, the Oscars and stuff like that? Do you think that they should still be recognized as films? Because Spielberg thinks, no, my movies that you enjoy inside of a cinema are much better than your streaming things that yeah, you people I, view at I home. I absolutely think. I think, um, you know, just because it comes on a, um, you know, streaming service like Netflix doesn't give the product less of a value. I mean, it's still a production. It's mm-hmm. still actors. It's still money went into it. You know, design sets and editing and and everything else. Like, so um, what's the difference between it being released by Warner Brothers and having to go to the movies? Or you know net or or if we create a film and we sell it to Netflix, 
and Netflix buys it and you know puts it on the, you're still making you're still getting paid you're, you're still you know your people are still gonna see it so yeah like I can't understand why he's too mad like I maybe there was something he directed this year that didn't win because of a Netflix I, thing I think but so Netflix has been going ham they've been blowing out the water I do think that Netflix also has a little too much on uh, on their services at least too much um items with Netflix's name on it. I can understand that. it used to be when Netflix came out with something, you were like, oh, you have to watch that. Like, mm. you know, uh, Orange is the New Black, House of Cards, or Stranger Things. Like, that Netflix's name is on it. It's an original Netflix series, and you know it's going to be good. Now, a lot of times, it's hard to tell what's actually a Netflix original series or a Netflix series that they bought the rights to and just slapped their name on it. Yeah, because there are a couple of those. Like, uh, technically, out of the U.S., Titans is a Netflix exclusive show. Yeah. Um, uh, Peaky Blinders, I know you yeah. don't watch it, but yeah, I know but it, comes, it comes out in uh, on the BBC first in England, and then it comes out in, on Netflix yeah, and, um, universally. Riverdale, um, I know you don't watch that, but... Other places, it's Netflix exclusive. They get it all. Yeah, and they we, slap their name on it, and people think it's a Netflix series. When yeah, it's really exactly. Not, so. so I get that. But, like, <clears throat> as far as original content, I feel like Netflix deserves to be in there. And there's not much you can do. You can't really put them anywhere else because no other TV place really puts the money that Netflix does yeah. into their own shows to and make it good. The great thing about Netflix is, I mean, look at Zack Snyder, what he's doing with his next uh, film about zombies or whatever. Literally, like, what Netflix is, does is goes, cool, what's your movie about? Sounds great. Make it and then give it to us. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't get involved like Warner Brothers does and start chopping and editing videos and, and messing with the creativity of the director or the, the, the screenwriter. And that's probably another reason why they're so mad because Netflix is restrictionless, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Yeah, they're just like, yo, here's $100 million. Go make your film. Like, I just watched on... Um, Bring me something good love death robots and the one thing that i love about it even though it was animated there was a my favorite episode it's um called the witness right uh there's this one scene where it's um this naked woman i mean i know it's a cartoon it's drawn out animation style but regardless there's a cartoon female she's ass naked bro like um and they drew her her boobs are there she has a bush and everything, and like that's the thing that I like about Netflix. It's not that I'm looking for the nudity, but it's like they're not afraid to let you create. You go to a movie theater, we'll give you a rated R rating, but you're saying okay, I put all this up in there because it's available to the general public in a public space. Netflix is technically the same thing, but they're like, hey, if this is what you want to do to create something good, go ahead and do it. Yeah. So like, I. I think they deserve it. They they work hard. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think Spielberg uh, just got uh, got a little upset and he got mad and and uh, yeah, he definitely called it L. Yeah, for facts. 100%. So yeah, we covered a lot of great topics today. Uh, we kind of focused more on moving movies, uh, TVs, and gaming services. Um, we're a little behind on our comic books, so we're definitely going to try to catch up within uh, before next time. Uh, So we're going to talk more about comic books next time and more tech news. So any last thoughts, Lam? Um, No, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, yeah, it looks like we covered just about everything. Um, 
Although I will give you guys a nice surprise next week. I'll give you all some recommendation segments at the end of these things. We're definitely going to get way more involved with you guys in the community and um, try to get some feedback going from you guys and get you guys involved. Appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, Till next time. Get the fuck out of here.